So, wait, what did that mean? How can I really use you? So what does that mean? Yeah, I'm just trying to understand. But how do I do that every day? Can you just help me understand this? So what does that even mean? Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Family Room Conversations. I'm Zach. And I'm Gary. And we want to welcome you here and remind you that this is a podcast video series where we talk about questions that you guys have about sermons that Gary gives. Thank you. I'm excited to do that. I am too. Um, a quick reminder that we can't do this without help from you guys. And so a quick encouragement, if you guys have questions, things you want to talk about, conversations you want to start with us, please send them our way. Um, there is all kind of information in the descriptions of this podcast or video that you're, whichever way you're watching, um, that can help you do that with us. Happy Mother's Day. We just got out of our Mother's Day Sunday. And did you do something good for your mom? I did. I did. I sent her orchids today, actually, because she just got home. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Um, I didn't get a chance to see her, but I should be able to see her soon. All right. Um, Wonderful. But we had, we, we've been talking about love in this revival series and how, how integral learning how to love well is mm -hmm. in reviving the church. Sure. And um, a really interesting um, sermon about, about love this week and about how God describes love, different than, not different than the way he defines it, but just separately, talking this week about how he describes love. Right. Yeah, yeah we talked together about uh, humility and durability, right. and just basically helped everyone understand that, uh, honestly, love has a tough component, because in any relationship, there's a chance you could get hurt, and then love involves that humility part where uh, God set the standard high that he loves the world, he loves people, loves his creation, and it's not about him, it's about the object of his love. It's totally from him. And I uh, wanted to stress that in a, uh, uh, you know, world where everything is really focused on the consumers about me, that love really is you flip that thing inside out. It's not about me, it's about the object of my love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and here's here's my my dollar word of the day is dichotomy. You talked about, you talked about different uh, dichotomies within mm -hmm. love about sure. um, durability versus humility. And and in my notes where I wrote it down, where you were talking about durability, you meant that it's it's a tough love. And you just mm -hmm. talked about that. Maybe not in the way that we've heard our friends talk about, like oh, I'm going to give you some tough love. But but it it doesn't falter as soon as things get mm -hmm. get. Uh, get hairy, right? But it's also humble. It comes from, you can't love somebody well, right? And this is something you talked about. If you are not actively engaging in giving up yourself, right? Mm -hmm. in, right. In sacrificing things that you might want, your the flesh wants for that person, That that's where love happens. And that's how love happens. Could even be something that's rightfully yours. Right. Yeah. And you might give up a right for the sake of of another person, sure. Right. Um, well, and, uh, another dichotomy that's very linked to this that you talked about um, I was, I, and I've always heard this as truth versus grace, but mm -hmm. you talked about truth versus kindness, mm -hmm. um, and and to me, I understood them at the same t as the same thing. But but I want to talk about that too. So so truth versus kindness. Am I leaning more in my relationships toward truth? Like, you know, God says this is wrong or God says this is right or I think this is right or wrong or I've read all these studies and I'm going to hold you to all these things and beat you up about it. Sure. Or am I leaning more toward kindness where we're very permissive like the the like the Church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 5. You talked about how they were um, thinking they were engaging in love with the guy who was engaging in sexual immorality by just being very permissive of it. But in, in reality, it wasn't very kind. It wasn't very loving at all because they were... They weren't holding him to a good standard. Right. Um, so I, I guess maybe first question, grace versus kindness. I've, I've read this. I went to school and we talked about 
truth versus grace and that very similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you say truth versus kindness. Uh, and so I just want to know, what do you mean by it? What's the difference, in your opinion, between grace and kindness? Yeah, so, so grace is the bigger word. Grace is unmerited favor from God. It is, it is totally originating in God and, and comes to us, you know, grace, we've been saved, things like that. Um, and kindness is more of a micro component of the macro larger part of grace. Uh, kindness would be an expression of me as God uh, speaks through me to someone. And the kindness would be an expression unique from me to them where grace is the big part, kindness is a unique expression of that grace. Um, Like you referred to the church in Corinth a minute ago, so in 1 Corinthians 5, uh, there's a man who's in a sexual relationship with his stepmom. It looks like his uh, his dad and the woman have divorced, but anyway, they're together. And so the sad part is the Corinthians thought they were practicing kindness because they weren't confronting the guy. When the truth being Paul you're not giving kindness at all because what you're doing is making sure that everyone's pleased with you. That's more about you. Kindness is actually about the other person in the sense that, as Paul says, I'm not saying whether the guy's saved or not. What I am saying is he may not be, and since he was self-deceived in his behavior, maybe he's self-deceived in his decision about the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so kindness would say, I love you enough, and uh, I feel like God needs a fresh touch in your life for you to work out with God, so we're going to step back so you and God can work it out. If you really are saved, if it confirms you are, man, we're excited. If it confirms you weren't, we're even more excited because then you can nail that down. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the kindness part there is so important that the church in Corinth thought they were doing something kind to him. At the end of the day, that was about the church. What Paul says is, no, kindness means I'm doing it for the sake of him. So that guy can ultimately realize in his conversations with God if he really has eternity with God or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And what, what that seems to kind of call back to me, and what this all seems to be very, very intrinsically linked to, truth versus kindness, mm-hmm. is, is confrontation in our loving relationships. Right. And so I guess that's what I want to talk about. I've got a couple questions written down, but the big thing I want to know is when and when not are some guidelines to 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 confronting. So let's just let's take the truth side of it okay. first, right? The the you know the, the facts are the facts, and and I, I don't have to be kind about them. Um, when when do when can I know in my relationships if I'm leaning too far to the to the other side? If I'm being overly kind and overly permissive. When can I know that it's time to confront somebody that I love about them? Well, the truth part is actually there's like two margins we're talking about. One side is truth, one side is kindness. And what I was saying Sunday is all our relationships navigate between the two, between the two points. And the, and the truth part is when you're dealing with someone who's not dealing with reality. Truth is not what I think it is, what you think it is. It is reality. It is how God sees something. You know, it is actually what transpired, whether we like it or not. Um, and so if we're dealing with someone who's like... Um, not in touch with reality in the situation, obviously before we can have any kind of constructive conversation, there's got to be some reality. It's like if, you know, you're, you're building a, a wall in your backyard, a fence, and the concrete isn't dried, not correct. Well, the wall's going to fall because the reality is it's not ready. I mean, it's just that, that's, and so many people live in that place. Mm. Um, so truth is not this mean thing, it's reality. And reality can sometimes be harsh, 
But the same way you'd rather a doctor be honest and say, looks like you have cancer, then, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings, so I'm not going to say anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, what about the opposite side of that? What if I, what if, how can I know if I'm in a relationship where I'm, I'm, how should I know what are the if signs, I need to be I guess, more, maybe is what I'm asking. If I'm, well, the, if the I'm kindness part is, all right, so the, the truth is the reality, what's going on. The kindness part is what God's, what does God needs to be spoken or shown into the situation? And so the answer that we uniquely have as believers is how is God's spirit leading me? So God's spirit knows exactly how much truth and how much kindness needs to be played out. He knows the appropriate tension that needs to be there. And so as I'm in sync with God, as we saw last Sunday, as I'm abiding in Christ, then I'm ready to respond to say, okay, here's the truth of what's going on. Here's the reality. And at the same time, here's what God wants to speak into that person. For example, I promise you the guy who's involved in the sexual relationship with a stepmom, the last thought on his mind was, am I really saved? Not on his radar at all. But God said, hey, here's something this guy might regret forever if he's really not. So Paul, you need to lead the church for this guy to address something that's not on his radar at all. Yeah. And so that's where uh, the reality part is. and the kindness is we're going to pull back and let you and God, ha- you know, kind of hash it out together um, so that you can ultimately resolve with God you know, whether you really belong to him or not. Yeah. I guess that's, that's really the big thing because we're, we're talking about confrontation. We're talking about addressing issues with, with people that we love and Mm -hmm. who are in friendship or loving relationships with. Um, and that's a scary thing, right? And I think that's, that may be the, that fear is a good reason why, because we can do that wrong and it can go so poorly. Sure. And that might affect our relationships with that person, or we can avoid being confrontational at all and maybe miss God's calling to, to help be a part of that, um, him speaking to that person in right. their life. Um, and none of, neither of those things are things that I want to do, but I, that's, I, and, and I'd say this, Zach, at the end of the day, for most people, the battle will be, do I want my agenda for this guy's life? Which with Corinth was, we want the guy to be happy. We don't want to, you know, upset him too much. Or do I want God's agenda for the guy's life? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, Jesus prayed, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God's agenda is not always going to be the easy way, the pleasant way, but it's the best way because at the end of the day, God knows more about that guy than I or anybody else in quote unquote Corinth would have. And so the truth is, here's the guy's predicament. And then the kindness is God's response to that. With the ultimate end of God's desire for all people, you know, God's and second Peter, God's desire that all would repent. And so obviously that would be the same for that gentleman as well. Yeah. So I guess last question, because we're talking about this, say we, we find that it is, you know, it's perfectly within my balance of truth and kindness Mm -hmm. to confront somebody that I love about this. How do you do that? How do you practically confront someone or address something that you think is, is an issue in someone's life while still keeping that truth and grace, truth well, and kindness. I, I would say, I mean, Paul sets the example, right? Because he sends a letter and he learns about what's going on in Corinth. So I think before you confront someone, uh, there's an investigative part. You know, you do a little digging. Uh, and I don't mean you become some professional PI, <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and then obviously there's the prayer part because Paul said, 
you know, though I'm not with you, I'm with you in spirit. And Lord Jesus is there among you. So Paul obviously prayed because, you know, what he's revealing he's doing, obviously is something uh, the Lord has prompted him to do. So there's the investigative part. And then there's the um, part where we're in sync with the Lord on it. And then the third part is doing what you really think he's leading you to do. And Paul, if you'll notice, Paul didn't confront the guy individually. He did it in community. And so I'd say the third part, investigate, pray, and then set up a community setting in which the confrontation can occur so that there's a group of people holding the person accountable. And I don't mean necessarily a big group, but at least more than just one holding the person accountable uh, for whatever their response is going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. The investigation, connection with God, and then the community part. So yeah, those follow three. follow-up kind right. of accountability right. thing. I, I really like that. Yeah. That's important because I feel like that's a lot of, uh, one of the big reasons people feel kind of turned off to the church. They felt bullied from types of confrontations like sure. that and us doing that poorly. But at the same time, uh, you know, speaking for anyone who's ever played sports, right? So let's, you're playing football and you miss a tackle. You come back to the huddle. You're playing baseball. You miss a, a, a ground ball or whatever. You come back to the dugout. I mean, when you come back th- to that experience with those guys, we've all known the experience of people chewing you out, yelling at you, screaming at you. It's not they hate you. But they're bringing to your attention that you did something that cost the team something. Yeah. And I think that's true. Sometimes we, we are a little shy of telling the truth because we're afraid of offending someone, realizing, yeah, but you're costing the team something. The kingdom of God is suffering because of the witness of your decision making. Mm. And yeah. so this guy, I mean, as Paul writes, there's reported, there's sexual immorality reported among you that even the pagans are shocked by. And so the testimony of the church in Corinth was being tarnished by the fact this church did not want to show truth and did not want to show kindness. And so, but, and they're like, well, we're good. And Paul's like, no, you're messed up. And here's why. Yeah. Mm, that's important. That kind of, that kind of hits home for me. makes me sure. think about some of the relationships that I have. Well, I like to ask you this question every week. You gave the sermon three times. You gave this four times. I don't know how long. Four how many times. times yeah. Yeah. Anything you thought of when you got to the end of it? I, I wish I could have added this for my online community or for anybody else. Well, I would just say that um, as I was coming to the end of it, it just allowed me to understand um, what we're going to talk about this Sunday. And uh, this Sunday are the how God actually defines love. And so the hope is as you see the description and the definition and the tension, as you can begin to put those pieces, those three pieces of the puzzle together, you can then love as God designed us to love. Um, and what we'll find is loving as God designed us to love is essentially living as Christ did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really what that comes down to. Um, and, and I think that love component as well, as you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and watch the way Jesus, and, you know, um, just connected with people, that seems to be such a missing component in the church today. So if it's not working the way we're doing it, maybe we can go back to the basics of love described, tension embraced, love defined, learn from that, and I think we'll engage like never before. That's great. Yep. Well, remind you guys again, um, we love having these conversations with you. So send us your questions, send us your conversation starters in the comments of the, um, or any of the addresses that you see in the description below. Um, well, would you like to pray us out? Yeah, it'd be great. Father, again, we are reminded every time we read your Bible The contained in your word is so much liberating truth. And Father, we are so thankful for all that we read and all that we apply. 
and uh, all that it, the way it transforms our lives. And Lord, I pray in this series of love that we'll understand each day, uh, Lord, as we wrestle through uh, this series, that Father, um, you have a plan and it is a way for us to really engage people. And that comes from loving them. We're thankful, Lord, for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Look forward to seeing you again real soon.